neighborhood. That is the key. The key. Manhood right. in the neighborhood. All right. We don't have it, but we got to get it back. All right. Let's family, go. The family is the foundational unit of society. There you go. When you make the black man a pariah in his family, it's all going to hell for the particular ethnic group that does not have a solid family unit. So All right. we've got to get the black man back in the family. All right. Dr. Omar, we're going to Omar Baruti right now. Go ahead, Omar. I, I, I'd like to know, uh, you know, it looked like the church went in the closet when these gay people came out. <laughs> the church uh, went in the closet? They went in the closet. The gay people were <laughs> in the came closet. Out of the closet. Yes. <laughs> and I'd like to know, what can we say to this to make them, uh, you know, to stand back up again and, and, and preach against the illnesses that they see in the society and in the congregation. Well, that, that, man, that's a great one for Dr. Umar Johnson. Dr. Umar Johnson, did you hear Omar? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so now, remember now, I want to tie his question to my previous comment. Okay. In the 1970s, they economically devastated the black community. 1980s, they brought in crack cocaine, chemical devastation. 1990s, uh, Bill Clinton crime bill, mass incarceration devastation. So what happened in the year 2000? Because every 10 years, white supremacy gives black America a new weapon of destruction. So in Y2K, the year 2000, former President George W. Bush takes office. He gives us the FBI, state initiative. Wow. He finds a way by which you can give federal money to churches, to black churches. Because the Constitution says that there must be a separation between church and state. Yes. Well, President Bush found a loophole around that. He made the black church eligible to start a federal grant. And so the reason why you haven't seen the black church at the forefront of any major struggle affecting black people, and what are those struggles? Mass incarceration, miseducation, gentrification, police genocide, and access to wealth. You can't name a black church that is at the forefront of any of those five major struggles that we have. You know why? Because since the year 2000, they've been getting subsidized by the federal government to stay out of the black liberation struggle. Now, the other point that needs to be made, the black church. Well, what's up, my brothers and my sisters? Today is December 5th, 2019. Well, you heard it. From uh, our brother Joe Brown, Judge Joe Brown, and our clinical psychiatrist, brother Umar Johnson, and some other brothers. But as you heard, it is so true. You know, let's talk about today. Let's talk about what's going on in the church. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about those of you who call yourselves a Christian. Today, we want to talk about the fake Christians and the real Christians. You know, hey, who are you? Because see, this is the problem that we have, black folks. We love titles. Everybody wants to have a title. That's why you have so many black churches in the minority neighborhood, because everybody wants to have a title. I've talked about titles on uh, previous uh, podcasts. I've talked about the church on previous podcasts. But the reason why you talk about certain subjects over and over and over is because there seems to be the same old, same old, and nothing new is changing. 
I'm talking about a big change where you can see. I'm not talking about a little change. You know, we've been involved with too many little changes. Now it's time for a big change. That's why we want to talk about today's Christians. Well, for one, today's Christians, when you look at them, they go out, party, have fun, which is nothing wrong with. Don't get me wrong. But when you going out, partying, you get high, you drinking, uh, you you sleep around. You know, I know a lot of Christians, they 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 say they're Christians, but it's like you live with your boyfriend and you're sleeping with your boyfriend. You know, uh, you ain't living the life of Christ. You ain't even trying to live because if you was trying to live, somebody's got to go either you or him until you get married. But see, Marriage is a plaything too. That's why the church is falling apart because people feel we can go and do what we want to do, have fun, and then we go to church. We say a sinner's prayer and, and, and we free to move on. They keep on doing what we're doing. Only thing we're doing is forming a reprobate mind. But a lot of people, that's because they're not getting taught. A lot of churches teach it's okay to do what you're doing Sleep around, partying, drinking, carousing, uh, getting high, drugs, whatever. Maybe not drugs, but you know what I'm saying. And it's okay to do these things. All you got to do is repent. You can't keep going back to the well after you done did something and you keep going back to the well talking about, I'm sorry, forgive me. You're not asking for no forgiveness. You are just asking for forgiveness so the next time you can go out and do the same thing and then come back. No, that's why the church is failing, because it doesn't teach. And and, and like one of the brothers said in that opening comment, hey, what happened to the church when all this gay thing came out? And it's true. When you look at it, how many churches you actually see that's actually preaching? We're talking about Christians now. Christian pastors, even Christian congregation. How many are actually really, really talking about the subject? Of course, everybody might have some gay people or uh, know some gay people or have uh, whatever gay. But how many people are actually talking about it? The church treats gay rights better than they treat regular human rights. They don't even talk about it. How can you have this behavior and not even talk about it, not get together? All these pastors get together and have these conferences and whatnot, and they don't even bring it up. If they bring it up, it is so minute, you missed it because it was only maybe one or two words said on the matter. And that's the sad thing. That's why the church has failed, not only the community, the church is failing all around, especially in America. I won't say, but in other parts of the country, well, that's another story. And I'm about to get off into that. But we're talking about the Christian church. We're talking about the Christians who go to these churches. That's why they do what they do. They feel it's okay. I have somebody in my church that's gay and he's saved or she saved. And I'm here to tell you, ain't none of y'all saved. The church today is nothing but a social media ground for everybody to hook up, follow, like, 
and whatever goes on on your Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, and some of these other types of social media platforms. The church has failed, and it is so true. The church keeps black people at bay. That's why white folks love to see you go to church. They love to see you talk about how you're a Christian because you show your Christian wicked ways, but you also show obedience. Obedience. And that's what they want. Because see, as long as you believe that God, you pray to him, he will answer all your prayers. That's why you don't work. That's why a lot of you don't go out there and hustle. That's why, because you're waiting for God to deliver you with some snap of the fingers and you got that job, you got that car, you got that house, you got some money. That's what you're waiting on. And that's what black people continue to do. And that's why white people love it. They got you hooked on this program back in slavery with the white Jesus and you are still following the white Jesus even today. And when somebody black comes out and try to tell you the truth of what's going on, what do you do? Oh, you, you know, you shouldn't say that. It's like you shouldn't say the truth. See, we are so blind because white man has totally, totally corrupted the black mind that we are so blind that when somebody black is telling you the truth, he is corrupting you. And that's how we see it. You're corrupting me. You're lying. You're no good. See, that's the attitude that we have. And that's the bad attitude that we have. Because we don't take the black man's word for nothing. We take Whitey's word, no matter what he says, we take his word. The black man has no word. And when he does say something, it's like, who's listening? No respect. You don't give no respect and you don't get no respect. And then because you don't get no respect, you want to go out there and do harm to your brother or your sister to prove whatever points you're trying to prove. Christians. God made us all different. He made gave us all unique features in our own way. God made us. Every now and then, enhancing a look is, is not bad. But when you overdo it, when you're not really comfortable, because basically it comes from you're not getting it from your church. Because a lot of people, they go to church makeup down. I'm talking about the lashes, the weave, the makeup caked on like pancake, like uh, what? Uh, pancake batter. It's so thick. Looks good from a distance up close. Looks like a uh, uh, looks like a mess. And this is church because you're not you, you haven't been taught in in these church establishments. Most of them. That you're supposed to love yourself. God made you. You know. Little modesty. Is OK. But like I say, when you overdo it, you're not showing no respect to yourself. You're not even showing respect to the God you claim you love. See, you all 
may love Jesus Christ, but which Jesus Christ do you love? Do you love the one that's on the wall or do you love the one that's in the book? God's word. Do you love Jesus's words? Jesus always told us to come follow him. He never said, worship me. He said, follow me. He never called himself a master. People called him the master for black folks to follow. Follow your master. And that's what black folks has been doing. You got some who understand and have broken away. But the masses are still there. And what are these churches doing? They're taking your money. You give more to the churches than you give to your community. And that's why your community fails, but your, your church thrives. And it's like you pay. It's like you paying for uh, for blessings. God blesses those who bless themselves. And when you go into church, you give your tithes and offering. But all this extra, extra and extra stuff, you're giving money away and you're waiting for some type of blessing to come and you're waiting and you've been waiting one, five, 10, maybe 15, 20 years. And you still, a lot of you are still waiting for prayers or I'm sorry, blessings. They not coming. Why? Because if you're not going out doing what the Lord has told us to do, you ain't going to get those blessings. No matter how much money you sink into it. My brothers and my sisters, I'm just asking the question, what's going on? I speak with a lot of passion because I'm a passionate person. And when I see my brothers and sisters struggling and I keep seeing the same old, same old, it makes me wonder, do you even care? Do you even care? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Do you even care? Check it out on this next deal. Check it out. It's sad. Like the old saying goes, out of the mouth of two or three, it's sad, but it's so true. Black the, the black church has, has done nothing but ruin the community. I was listening to a show last night, and a lady was saying the the hell with a community. No, she said it was the hell with a neighborhood. We need to go back and start taking our community. And she's right. You have so many churches. In the black in black neighborhoods, it ain't nothing but a former black community. But now it seems like black folks don't care. Because when you start getting government subsidies, 
You really don't care. You act like you care. And some may even care. But the masses are getting paid to keep their doors open to deliver false information. Or I'm going to take it a little bit further. How about motivational speech? I am a motivational speaker. I am a life coach. But when you look at it, we seek information from stars, people who have names. And it's like people who don't have names, especially in a black community, a black community, it, it really don't help you. I've learned this. By not having a name and trying to help my people, I've learned this. And it's a learning process because one thing I know, if I was reporting what I report and what I've put out over the past, this is episode number 74, if I have put out these episodes and geared them for white ears to hear more so than black ears, I would have a much greater following. And that's true. I don't go around here begging. I don't go around here asking you to give me what? Uh, give me a thumbs up. I don't go out here asking you to follow this, do this, do that. Only thing I put out is information for you to pass along to your friends. You want to refer a friend? Hey, check it out. There was one brother he referred and he passes out my information to not only uh, he tells his wife about me, he tells his children. You know, that's a, I'm, I'm deeply honored. The eight uh, different countries that picked up the, the show, you know, I am, I am truly honored because I'm getting love by people listening across the globe more so than they probably do even though I have a, a, a good following in America to have eight different countries listen to your stuff I think that's an even greater but my black brothers and sisters the information is coming out it's not to hurt you it's to wake you up this is what's going on. The Christians, you either are or you're not. If you're not following Jesus's real words and following him the way you're supposed to, and you're going out here, you you you, you, you uh, carousing and whatnot, then you're not really following Jesus. You're just walking around with a fake title. It's like you see these rappers winning an award and what they do. I get up and I think my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but yet you going back out there to smoke weed, back out there to screw around, going back out there to drink, but you're thinking Jesus. Don't put Jesus in that conversation because Jesus is nowhere in that conversation. I think a lot of people have the misconception of what who Jesus really is. It's the same way when we get down to the baptism. I didn't really want to get back on topics for the church, but I felt this Christmas season Maybe some people would wake up before I drop my other podcast. 
But if you're not getting baptized the way it says in the book, then everything else is, it don't really matter. If you're not getting baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, which is in the book of Acts, Acts 2.38, if you're not getting baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, not Father, Son, Holy Ghost, that's not being baptized in Jesus' name. If you're not getting baptized in the name, it's all for not. You need to go back and do it again. And that's the truth. It's in the book. See, the scriptures don't change. They never have. Man has changed them to suit himself. But the scriptures never change. They still mean the same things then that they do now. And people try to always say, well, you know, times were different. But see, if we go with that theory that times are different, then basically, why do we need a Bible? Because, well, because every time the times change, we change. We know times are different. We know we have cars instead of horses, buggies and uh, 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 mules and goats and all that kind of st stuff to ride. And we walk. We understand that. But the core principles are what the people don't stand on. Why? Because the pastors don't stand on them. You're being baptized, but you're not being baptized in Jesus name. You think you have the Holy Ghost when you're being taught. You can't be taught the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what God gives you as a gift. Like he says in the book of Acts. After you baptize in Jesus name, you receive the gift, the gift of the Holy Ghost, meaning God gives you the gift of his spirit in you. That spirit is the spirit that maintains you. Even when you want to go out there and sleep with your girl, even when you want to go out there and smoke that dope, even when you want to go out there and steal that car, it maintains you. You work on it, of course. It ain't going to just maintain you. You go out there and and and, and you it's, it's something's going to uh, uh, not like nothing's going to happen. You have to have the willpower. And that's what God gives you. He gives you his spirit and that boost becomes that willpower to say no. But when you don't care, you see brothers wearing their pants, dressing up more so or like women than women do. Women wearing all this uh, fake nails, hair, eyes, uh, 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 50, what, 50 uh, layers of makeup, and you say you love Jesus? Well, if you love Jesus, you would go back to your natural self. If you want some real down-to-earth preaching, I would tell anybody, Gino Jennings, you can look him up on YouTube, Gino Jennings is a hardcore preacher. He's all about the book and the scriptures, not the changing of the scriptures like many pastors do, but the scriptures themselves. I would tell anybody, if you lived in my state, I believe my pastor has retired, but my pastor was a hardcore, just like Gino Jennings, maybe not as, not as brass, he, he wasn't the type of man who uses some of the words that Geno Jennings used, but he was a hardcore teacher and he taught from the book. 
He didn't add to the scripture. And my pastor was, you know, because it ain't that many that talk. We used to have lessons out of the book of Revelations. We would have Bible study on Revelations. A lot of pastors won't touch Revelations. I'm just saying, my brothers and my sisters, are you a real Christian? Or are you a fake Christian? You have to look at yourself in the mirror. Are you doing what God wants you to do? Or are you just going to church just to go to church and have a, a soiree? Yeah, a soiree or just a social gathering with your friends and, hey, girl, how you doing? What's up, my brother? Hey, I see you on Facebook. Because, see, everybody's on Facebook now. All the churches, well, not all of them, but you got to pretty soon all of them will probably be on Facebook streaming. Because it's, it's free publicity. But the word, always remember, the word never changes, Christians. Don't be a fake Christian. Because if you ain't doing what you're supposed to do, I know people stumble and fall. I understand that. I was one who stumbled and fell. So I understand that. I'm not saying perfect. There was only one person who was ever perfect, uh, perfect and they killed him. They strung him up on a cross. And his name was Jesus Christ. Jesus the Christ. So I understand the stumble. But you can't just keep stumbling and stumbling and making excuses. The excuse has become the biggest uh, what is it? The biggest weapon in the community, whether you in church, whether you a cop that go around and kill people, innocent people with your phrase, I was fearing for my life or I stumble as a Christian, I stumble and fail. Excuses. Stop making Excuses. Unity is something that we all need. We need to unite and become one. Not just the black man and black woman. I'm talking about everybody needs to unite, become one, and fight for the causes that's going on in America. But until then, I'm talking to the black man and black woman who need to learn how to have unity for each other and learn how to stand up and support your brother and your sister, especially when it comes to finances. You support the church. You got people support the church. They will go out there and take a loan out on the house to give to that pastor and never get that money back and, and, and one day lose their property and the church don't come to your benefit and help you save your house. But you got people who do that. Because they believe they're doing it for God. No, God didn't ask you for that. God only wants you. He asked for obedience. Somebody begging for money. That's not obedience. 10% is in the book. But what is 10%? Is it monetary? Because a lot of people don't have jobs. Maybe if I vote 10% of my time. I don't say I say I don't have a job and I just give 10 percent of my time. Is that good enough for the church? But nowadays, churches want cash. They don't want change. They want cash. When you send your kid down there. You give them a dollar. You don't give them uh, give them some quarters. 
They look at it, they'll take it, but they want cash is what they really want. They want the money that folds and not the money that jingles. You got to decide on what type of Christian you're going to be. You got to decide on what kind of uh, uh, the type of Christian that you are. If you're playing Christian, you're playing church, I feel the sorrows for you. Because remember, that number was only 144,000 that will sit on the throne or sit by the side of Jesus. Everybody else, well, we'll see. But it's only 144,000. Understand that scripture. Am I going to give you the scripture? No, look it up. But those of you who've been in the church, read the Bible, may not study it, but understand it. But 144,000 will sit with Jesus. That's what the books say. That's not what I say. That's what the books say. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a preacher. I'm putting out information. You can look it up for yourself. The problem today is we don't look nothing up. We want everybody to just give it to us. That's why you need to buy books and teach your kids because the old, uh, the old generation, well, they might be a little bit past it now, but the young generation, you can still train them up. Teach them. Teach them how to read. Teach them the proper ways to learn how to study properly. And studying when you study in the Bible, when you study in your homework, when you study in whatever. My brothers and my sisters, we, we, we got to do better. Because if we don't, we're going to perish. We may be the first people on earth, but we definitely falling short when it comes to unity, dedication, and love. And love towards our woman. We're falling short. And you can say, well, this group, I don't care about no other group until my group is right. Then you can bring up other groups. But until then, I don't care. I only care about black people at this moment because we're the ones that are suffering the most. We're suffering in education. We're sucking in employment. We're sucking all over the place. Why? Because nobody cares. You don't even care. The, P, the churches you go to don't even care. You decide on what type of Christian you want to be. That's what you have to do. Decide on what type of Christian you want to be. Are you a fake Christian or are you a real Christian who follows Jesus Christ? If you're a fake Christian, you're following the Jesus on the wall, meaning you only care about monetary. You only care about trying to get whatever dollar you can to make it seem like it's a blessing because all money ain't no blessing and all blessings ain't blessings like you think oh the lord bless me somebody steal a car or your kids steal a tv and give take it home oh lord bless me with tv no he didn't your kids stole that he ain't bless you but then again you was blessed you was blessed by the white jesus you wasn't blessed by the uh the jesus that's in the book you blessed by the one that's on the wall a lot of people don't understand the bible but that's because they're not getting taught the bible that's not a blessing. All acts of gift and all that stuff, uh, receiving gifts, receiving things, it's not always a blessing. Understand what blessings are. That may be a topic in the a, in a new podcast next year. But other than that, hey, learn your book, ask your pastor questions and see what he tells you. 
Because that's what you need to do is ask. Like you say, ask and uh, thou shall receive. Ask. When you don't know, ask. 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 But hey, until then, until we meet again the next time, my brothers and my sister, this is your brother saying stay tuned for more next week. But for this week, you take this message and you think about what I said. What kind of Christian are you? A real or a fake? Peace out. This is your brother. Sam, peace.